Another week packed with earnings starts with furious Europeans and mounting geopolitical tensions as the Chinese ambassador to France says that the ex-Soviet countries are not independent. So welcome to the new trading week with Swissco's daily market talk. Okay, so the week starts with escalating geopolitical tensions after the Chinese ambassador in France, Lu Xiaoye, said that ex-Soviet states like Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania, well, they don't have sovereign status as independent nations. I guess what's important to note here is that this is not a four-year-old child saying this. I mean, this is a person that China, a big country like China, sent as an ambassador to France. It is obviously mind-blowing to hear that. So as incredible as it sounds, it is unfortunately a true story and true news. And this ambassador's words got the Europeans' hair stand on end this weekend, obviously, and not helping the geopolitical matters, the US asked South Korea to prevent Samsung and SK Hynix not to fill any market gap in China if Beijing bans migrant chips. So this week starts with a mixed investor sentiment. Samsung is down by around 0.60% in sale this Monday. SK Hynix is down by around 2%. Chinese equities are mostly down as well, while Japanese stocks trade slightly in the positive as European futures are kind of flat at the time. I'm talking here this morning as the US futures are down by around 0.30%. Now, the geopolitical tensions of this Monday are uh, obviously mostly reflected in a rebound in the US dollar and a better demand in the US treasuries. The US dollar index is, however, still close to this year's lowest levels as the US two-year yield actually settles a touch below the 4.20% mark. This morning, crude oil and gold are down on the back of a stronger US dollar. Gold opened this week at around the $19.80 per ounce as some investors out there now close their positions that they had opened during the bank crisis when the yields were soaring. And the more hawkish readjustment in the Federal Reserve expectations, which also pushed the yields higher, also slowed the gold demand above the $2,000 per ounce level last week. And failure to jump back above that $2,000 psychological mark could lead to to a further downside correction in the price of the yellow metal toward the $1,900 and $1,950 area. If, of course, this positive pressure in the U.S. yields remains intact despite the latest tensions with China, which is the most likely scenario. In energy, while well, the U.S. crude is now testing the 100-day moving average to the downside, so that level is just a touch below the $77 per barrel level. Trend and momentum indicators hint at a further negative pressure in oil prices. The key support to this post-OPEC rally now sits a touch below the $76 per barrel level. That's the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on that rally, which also coincides with the 50-day moving average. So we should see some strong support at that level, yet clearing that $76 support to the downside could actually pave the way for a further fall toward the $70 to $75 range those are the levels 
before the banking stress and before the OPEX output cut. Now, in the FX markets, we see a stronger US dollar demand this Monday, and that's obviously due to the Chinese stress, uh, which saw Mr. Macron's efforts to get a China back to resolution in the war in Ukraine evaporated. The euro dollar is flirting with the 110 psychological mark and will likely pull this level out, but maybe not today. So any price pullbacks that we might see in the euro dollar could be interesting opportunities to strengthen long positions in the euro dollar with the prospects of a further rise above that 110 psychological mark. Elsewhere in the FX, the dollar yen remains bid above the 50-day moving average level as the Bank of Japan will meet this week under the new governor Ueda and that's going to be for the very first time since Ueda is the governor of the Bank of Japan, but he is not expected to announce much. But if he did, I mean, if he scrapped that yield curve control policy, for example, it could give a positive spin to the yen. But the expectation is that the Bank of Japan will just remain seated on his hands and do nothing really. In which case, the direction in the dollar yen will uh, likely be determined by how hawkish the Federal Reserve expectations get before the next FOMC meeting at the beginning of May. Now, more hawkish expectations for the Fed will see the dollar yen bulls challenge the 135 offers yet again. The thing is, any bet against the yen uh, should actually have a short time horizon as the Bank of Japan just cannot carry on with this policy forever. The Bank of Japan was holding more than 50% of the Japanese sovereign bonds available in the market by the end of 2022. And they should actually keep buying more as the yield pressure is clearly on the top side with the other central banks tightening their policies and the whole policy response to the rising inflation in Japan is absurd. So something has to give, but when is the question? Anyway, in the equity markets last week closed on a mixed sentiment, really. Among the good news, well, the services PMI numbers across the Eurozone countries did better than the expectations because perhaps the Easter holiday they certainly, certainly helps improving the economic activity this month in services. Yet the flash manufacturing PMI data fell short of analyst expectations. A jump in energy prices certainly gave that cold chills to the manufacturers in Europe as energy prices actually jumped after OPEC Plus announced that decision to cut production uh, last month despite the energy crisis. In the US, however, both services and manufacturing PMIs both came in better than the expectations that were penciled in by analysts. As such, well, manufacturing surprisingly stepped into the expansion zone in the US. Plus, well, the week ended with the very, very famous investor Bill Gross giving a vote of confidence to the US regional banks after the Silicon Valley Bank collapse by purchasing stocks of Western Alliance Corp., sign of his financial and PECWEST. And remember the letter, PECWEST, for example, had lost more than 80% of his market value after the Silicon Valley bank collapse last month.
So that's kind of good news. So as a result, well, the US indices closed Friday's session and the week altogether at a flat level. The S&P 500 will actually kick off this week above the 41.30 mark, while Nasdaq 100 will start around the 13,000 psychological level, both the highest levels since the beginning of the year. I mean, not the highest, highest levels, but around the highest levels. Whereas keep in mind that the mixed economic data in the US and elsewhere in the world, a potential recession and the growing odds of recession, the tightening Fed and other central banks, and the idea that the stocks could be overvalued at the current levels in the current environment are the main talking points of the moment still. So the actual levels in equities could be interesting for bears to take action. Because UBS, for example, highlights in a recent report that the S&P 500 is now trading at a value multiple of 18 times its 12-month forward price to earnings. And UBS says that these levels are actually associated with mid-teens earnings growth and that they actually think that the market is now pricing in a high probability of a near perfect landing for the US economy and they actually tell more in their article why they actually don't think that the near perfect landing for the US economy may not happen and the list of things why the US economy may not have that soft landing uh, includes uncertain outlook for growth earnings and inflation and other things like that. I mean the things that we talk about every day. So yes the equity bulls are holding on to see if there is anything that could be optimistic about in the earnings and this week actually around 35% of the S&P 500 companies are due to report their latest quarterly earnings among them we see big big technology names like Microsoft Google, Amazon, and Facebook, where you also see General Motors, Boeing, and ExxonMobil, and Chevron by the end of the week. And, oh, Bed, Bath, and Beyond actually filed for bankruptcy if you want more news on individual equities. And besides that, well, the US is expected to pass a bill to increase its debt ceiling this week, if all goes well, and we will have some Federal Reserve members speak today uh, before the quiet period starts before the next FOMC meeting. The expectations are a near 90% chance of a 25 basis point hike at the next FOMC meeting, and then Oppose. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipeko Skardishkoya and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading